Sooner Nation, who has a better jawline? I have all the, I have neck hair right now, bro. It's not fair. Oh, I why? Literally, I we have the same thing you do. No, you do not. Mine's way darker down there, dude. Yours is like nothing. Anyways, all right, Danny. Intro right. time. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, Sooner Nation? It's your boy, Danny Stutzman, number twenty-eight on the field, number one in your hearts, and I'm with my amazing co-host, number seven in your heart and number seven on the field. And we kind of knew this day was going to be coming, but, you know, it's unfortunate news that Jeremiah Hall is no longer with us and Beulah is too big time. You know, Jay Hall has now got his first uh, his first client being a financial advisor, so he's no longer going to be with us, but congratulations to him. And um, as you know, episode 11 of the podcast on the Prairie, presented by Crimson and Cream. It's great to be back. gentlemen welcome back to the new and improved i don't know if i want to say improved the new uh version of the podcast with just me and danny here we might we might bring we might bring uh you know jay hall on as a special guest here and there you know if he if he forces his hand yeah me and jaron were kind of just talking it out and we just didn't think you know he was kind of really giving his all into this uh this podcast and what really what it needed i felt like you know me and jaron bringing so much to the table and he was really just holding us back I think, you know, from a view, viewer standpoint, you know, he doesn't really know too much about football. He's kind of been removed from it for a few years. So he just doesn't really have that knowledge anymore that, you know, you Sooner fans really enjoy and, you know, really came to love. So, you know, it was a tough talk, you know, talking to Jay Hall. He's such a great person, big heart. But, you know, you got to be the, you know, me being the older guy, you know, been around the podcast so long, I had to make the tough decision. I said, look, Jay Hall, just for the future of this uh, podcast, it just doesn't, it's not going to work out with you, you being a part of it. Obviously, he did a tremendous job starting it, but, it's just not going to work out. And uh, obviously he took it very well by that. I mean, he dropped his hands and he started bawling and then begging for forgiveness and to be let back onto the show. But, you know, it, it was sad to see a grown man do that. But, you know, this is kind of his child. He's worked so hard for it. But, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. It's business. And that's just all. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's a businessman. And, you know, for if we have any kids listening, you know, they say it all the time for, for us college athletes. You know, once once you grow up and get out of the house and, you know, everybody's not telling you what to do or telling you to, to eat or telling you to get your homework done you know it's it's a tough doggy dog world out there you know when when you're the weak link uh sometimes you're gonna get cut off and so you know we just had to make that business decision that you know this this podcast was just trending downhill and uh you know we we had to we had to dig and look within ourselves and you know we came to the conclusion that you know jay hall was just so old and outdated and couldn't couldn't keep up with keep up with those young guys so you know we're, we're trying to keep this this hip and uh and new and you know that's that's why we made that that uh sacrifice there but anyways, but hey, in reality, Jay Hall just couldn't make it tonight. You know, he actually is still with us, unfortunately. But you know, he actually has a big exam, another one, I guess. I thought he said he passed, but I guess not. So, um, you know, wish him luck for whatever he is going. He's actually studying right now. Big scholar guy. Couldn't be me, but you know, mm-hmm. congratulations to him. Actually, matter of fact, speaking of studying, last night 
I actually had to go to the biz. And for mm. the viewers that don't know what the biz is, actually the, the library on campus. You know, I went at like seven thirty. I was there till nine thirty. We had a group. Wow. We had a group project, and showed up twenty minutes late. But it's because we had practice and um, I had to get treatment and stuff. My group was really cool. And the crazy thing is, I was I was snapping my roommate Kelvin Gilliam for you guys that don't know. And he, I was like, "Where are you at?" Because I, he's like, "He's like, you won't believe it. I'm actually at the library right now. Like, what the heck?" I was like, "Dude, no way!" And like in all three years that we've never been to the library, it was like the stars aligned, and we we're both there on the same day. So that was kind of cool. I can I can count on you know one of my hands how many times I've been to the University of Oklahoma Library. Uh, I think it's once and Danny took me one time just to, I think we were actually just like, we'd never been there and we're like, dude, let's no, no, go no, see what the library looks like. No, I, I left my keys in mm. my public speaking class and then the teacher took him to our class in the library <laughs> and then me and Jaron had to go over there and explore and grab them. They actually had the thing like the great quiet room or something. The, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's like a Harry Potter. It's so sick. Like you walk in Very there cool. yeah. and when two dudes that obviously they know shouldn't be in there, walk in. It's like we like the doors like closed and everyone's like stares at us like, what are these guys doing in here? And we're like, all right, like I feel so intimidated. Mm-hmm. I have to get out of here. Yo, yo, what's up, Sooner Nation? The podcast on the Prairie is excited to have Crimson and Cream, the official NIO collective of OU Athletics, as our presenting sponsor for the remainder of the season. Crimson and Cream recently announced the launch of their OU Ascender program. In addition to exclusive meet and greets and new content, merchandise and events coming soon. Members now automatically receive cash back on purchases at everyday retail locations just for supporting the Sooners. Whether it's shopping at Walmart or Target, buying tickets to games on Ticketmaster or hanging out downtown at O'Connell's, your membership now provides you more value than ever before. Crimson and Cream just gave away four sideline passes to last week's big win over West Virginia. We're doing promotions for members monthly and have a big prize in store for the month of December that we'll be announcing soon. This month, we're giving away autographed footballs from Coach V and the end-of-season offensive and defensive MVPs that are still to be determined. All members are eligible to win. Sign up at CrimsonCreamCollective.com today using the link in our bio. It helps the show, it helps you, and it helps the sooner. Sign up. Speaking of losing his keys, I don't think I've ever in my 19 years of life met someone who misplaces their keys more often than yours truly, Danny Stutzman. I mean, this guy, we walk, we go to his house, you know, we're eating lunch or something. We walk in and, and they're just gone. He, he doesn't know where they went. Like, we'll leave five minutes later and we have to turn the house upside down to look for him. That and his dog has chewed them up like four times. He's had like four pairs of spares and he's lost all of them. Like, this dude never knows where his keys are. This, this is all I have. Like, like, and then I can't, I can't even keep a keychain on it because so... This is like my house key, but for some reason it doesn't stay on. So it ends up just getting lost everywhere. And yeah, Jaren's not wrong. Actually, I bought an AirTag for my wallet because I always I always lose my wallet. And I'm like, dude, I can't find my wallet. And I check my phone and I guess the AirTag just somewhere at Campus Corner. <laughs> don't, I don't, we don't need to get into that. But the Air, I think the AirTag, actually, as a matter of fact, I found my wallet. So I guess it fell out, you know, but. Feel like I could show you guys. It's kind of crazy. Maybe I maybe I won't show you where it's at, but I need to go grab that. It's just kind of been sitting there doing yeah, it. I had a I had an air tag nightmare just the other day, actually. So I, I don't often lose my wallet. So when I when I don't know where it is, like it's usually in one of three places. You know, I my mind's pretty cluttered, but I try and keep it organized. <laughs> for, for, you, 
for your listeners, Danny's showing uh his 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 air tag location just somewhere around campus corner. Probably was like last Pick- seen twenty three minutes ago. Probably <laughs> like Pick- Pickleman's Pizza or something like that. But yeah. uh, you know, I I didn't know where my wallet was and it wasn't in one of my three usual hiding spots. So you know, naturally I hop on the hop on the find my iPhone and look for the air tag, and uh, I noticed it's in my house, but it says that it was offline. And so I I, I had a, a pile of clothes that I brought from the facility in my passenger seat. I guess I accidentally picked up my pile of clothes along with my wallet and threw them in the washer. And you know, I just I figured that that worst case scenario. I just got to get a new air tag and everything, but you know the wallet was fine. The air tag was fine. There was just just went through the washer, got got a nice little clean, still a little damp. I handed I handed my car to to the you know the Canes drive through lady uh, a little a little bit ago yesterday, and she uh, was noticeably you know disgusted by how sticky and wet it was. So I, I was like, sticky? I brought it I brought it home and tried to dry it off with a hair dryer. Why, why was it sticky? Dude, I don't know. I guess just when water dries. Like you know, you know, how cards get like germs and stuff when water dries on it. I don't know. Anyways, all right, Jaron. So uh, this week of practice, what do you, how do you think it's been going so far? I think it's been going good. You know, we got we got a great jump on these guys. You know, uh, game plan wise, we we got a great great idea of what's going on and and you know how to adjust everything and a lot of confidence. You know, we're we're, we're practicing hard, playing hard. It's getting dark. Like wow, right right when you go outside, the sun is setting, which is kind of cool. You know, daylight savings. Shout out to that. Uh, but yeah, practicing in the dark is, is pretty cool, except we have like University of Oklahoma on our practice field. We have like these like blow up lights, just like generator ran lights that are like get portable. Like they're not even, they're literally like 12 feet off the ground. So it's like, it's not like stadium lights where they're up high looking down so you can like see everything. These lights are like 12 feet off the ground, like right in your line of sight. And uh, for those of you who are very detailed, you notice that I removed my visor uh, is because I was actually I get sweat on my visor and I was actually blind. I couldn't see a damn thing because of these lights. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that it's getting dark outside, but you know, how's, how's, uh, how's practice, uh, been going for you so far, Mr. Sussman? Yeah. Speaking of that, say, I remember Sunday me and Jaron like put on a movie at like six o'clock and it literally felt like it was 10 o'clock at night. We were like, dude, we still have- <laughs> there, okay, there were, uh, there were other people in the room. Yeah, no, they, we're, we're not cuddled up on the couch by ourselves no, yeah. watching the movie. We were we were with his roommates and stuff, like all the guys just hanging out on Saturdays, you know. You know, resting the body, you could hardly move, but you know, all the guys were at the at the crib and we're like, do we still have like six hours before we actually have to go to bed? Like, this just feels so strange. Like we'd already we already watched like for, like what's kinda weird is like Sundays are our days off and I feel like we're always the most Sundays busy are, Sundays on Sundays. Are, are probably our busiest day. It's like our we one are, day to be like college students though. Yeah, so, like, like it is nice. Like when we get when we get things that we have to like attend, like people ask us to do things or whatnot, we literally say, "Yeah, I could probably get to it on Sunday," because like we're so busy and hectic, and you know, like we we mentioned the last podcast at the facility for hours and hours in the day. Like, there's not very many windows where we can do things. So like when people are asking for stuff, like you know, that we need to attend to, we're like, "Yeah, we can probably get that done by by Sunday." You know what I mean? So we we push everything to Sunday, and then when Sunday comes, we just we just end up having a giant list of things to do, but. You know, we actually ended up knocking everything out. We we got all the film watched Sunday morning. Uh, got got our recovery and our treatment, and then we found ourselves with, you know, hours on our hands, which doesn't really happen often. So, you know, we just threw on a movie, and I'll, I'll let Danny continue the story wherever he was going with that. Yeah, but honestly, going back before Sundays were the best because it's always like, where did everyone end up? <laughs> like me and Jared have a thing. Like, like all right, where where are you at? Because uh, we, we kind of get stranded in these locations. Because usually for me, my parents stay at my house. So they stay at my house. And Kelvin's parents stay, stay at my house. 
And so there ends up not being any beds at my own like own home. So I, I usually after a game, I just have to scramble to find somewhere to live for the night. And so then Jaren will usually rescue me in the morning, which is which is kind of nice. And then yeah, we figure it out from there. But then then we usually have breakfast with the family, just kind of give me the Sunday rundown. Breakfast with the fam. We uh, and then usually go to Carol's Kitchen. For you guys that don't know, Carol's Kitchen off Classen is the spot. Uh, we're always going there. They have amazing food, good service. Except if you have a big, don't go if you have a big party. Like I think four, maybe five is like the max. It's kind of a smaller location, but good food always. I think I've talked about them before on the podcast. It's kind of the old reliable. <laughs> but go go to breakfast with the fam, then kind of go to treatment at like one o'clock, and treatment, then film, see the coaches, say what's up. After that, now we have red cards, so now we can go get food from there, which is so clutch. And for you guys that don't know what red card is, have we talked about red card before? I think so. Yeah, so Red Card, they've kind of like hooked us up. They give us like $25 on Sundays, and we can just go to like these certain locations around Norman. It's basically free money. Like we can just go and like order whatever we want off the menu. And yeah, it's you kind of, it's fun to see like see everyone at the location at the same time. Yeah, it, it always ends up, you always walk in and there's somebody there. I mean, other, other teams, other sports teams get it as well, too. I think I walked in. To Pickleman's on Sunday, I think I saw some wrestlers in there, maybe a basketball player, a volleyball player. But like, you know, it's it's interesting. They give us they give us twenty five or so uh, dollars to spend on food, and you have to spend it all in that day. So it, it, it how it works is it expires at, at at the end of the day. So what's funny is you know you end up spending as much as you can. So we go into like Firehouse Subs and get like twelve bags of chips just because you know what I mean. It's like never something you would never order unless you just had to burn the money. It's like they make you burn the money because it expires. So might as well use it while you got it. I think it's good for the economy, not going to lie. Yeah, it's great. We're just buying stuff. So look at us, putting money back into the economy, helping everyone out. All right, so moving to the game, kind of been off track a little bit. Let's get right down to it. We let off an early touchdown first drive. Actually, the second time this year, you know, only the second time this year, we've let off a score to start the game. Kind of, of, you know, cost on our heels. I was playing a new position. So I kind of need the time to, you know, get right in, uh, you know, get acclimated, I think. You know, I haven't gained too many reps at practice just due to everything that's been going on. But, you know, it was good to be out there with Kip. You know, like I've said before, Kip is just such an athlete. Obviously, he kind of made his debut against Oklahoma State. Played tremendous football. You know, we came out there kind of a little bit, kind of on our heels a little bit. You know, but I think after that, really got settled in, really responded well. And um, it was kind of smooth sailing. You know, a lot of, a lot of big plays, just kind of being consistent. You know, going moving forward, had had that goal line stand uh, was electric. I think the first play, I stopped the quarterback, and I'm, like, holding him back like that. And it was, like, slow motion. I was like, oh, no. I was like, they're known for pushing the pile. And in my mind, I, I just, like, I just felt everyone just come, like, right at me and start hitting me. I was like, my ankle was getting, my ankle was getting destroyed in that pile. And I just got mm-hmm. tweaked up a little bit, so I went down. <laughs> Um, it wasn't that bad, but it's like at that moment, you kind of just have to stay down so you get a t- like an injury timeout. There's no point of like hobbling off and they can run tempo and you're down a person. So I went down, got up, kind of electric. And Jaron came in for a play, clutched up. You know, he came out the ready to go. And um, then it came back in. We, we I came back in, we had another stop. And I actually thought that that was like the, the fourth down stop. So I was like, I went to their sideline, like hyping up the crowd. And I was doing the most. I was like, let's go, like, let's go. And I was like, wait, I think like a, a timeout happened. I was like, wait, like that wasn't 
we aren't off the field. Like I just probably look like the biggest moron celebrating. So awkward. I was like, dang, like now we have to get a stop, bro. So I'm gonna look like a, like the worst player ever. And we we had a call that we kind of practiced a lot on that fourth down. They did the sh- mm-hmm. uh, little shuttle pass, the shuttle pass. I remember scraping perfectly, meeting the doing the hole, and then big DT was right there to uh, swoop him up. And you know, it's just another electric stop. You know, that could have been. Our, should have been our third, but you know, Jaron had other plans. So it was only all right. Like- moving on. Yeah, no, we we uh we practice our our goal line package. You know, pretty much every week, especially when you know we, we got to prepare for that situation. You know, we pride ourselves on you know stopping them at the one like that, and that's that's super electric, super awesome. You know, to to be a part of something like that and see something like that happen. And defensive people just love it, and the crowd loves it. Uh, you know, pretty much like Danny said. It was it was a fun game, you know. A lot of guys stepped up, you know. Kip Lewis flat around, played played like a like a man possessed. He's he's a great athlete, you know. We're really excited about about him Ooh, when he about, brings to the oh, table. Kobe had a Kobe had a big fourth down oh, play. Oh my god, yeah, Kobe. Let's talk about let's talk about Kobe McKenzie with his big full body PBU. Another fourth down stop. Fourth down stop. Quarterback threw the ball right to his chest and uh, dribbled it off Kobe's face mask. You know, we've we've actually been giving Kobe. Uh, Quite a bit of flack for that one, and you know we would actually, it's it's been like a common common thing that we we give him a bunch of a bunch of shiz for not being able to catch the ball, and I guess it kind of caught up to him in the game there, and so, you know his <laughs> his his excuse for not catching the ball was that the quarterback threw the ball too soft, so I guess he's he's been so used to for those we've talked about on the podcast before, but coach uh, coach Venables is our scouting quarterback, and he does indeed dime it up, so. Kobe's been so used to Coach Venables just putting that thing on a on an icy rope right into his hands, and so I guess when the quarterback threw the ball too soft at him, in, in his words, he just wasn't ready for it. So, good a uh, good fourth down, full body PBU slash drop there. But uh, hey, but the play we had, you know, blitz called, and we kind of know when it's fourth and two against our our defense, we're not really expecting a run. You know, they'd be silly if they tried to run it again. Yeah. We ran at the play before, and uh, so we're kind of expecting a pass. And offenses typically run – I feel like in, in a fourth down situation, you're going to get like two, three route combinations. You're going to get the 92, which for you guys that don't know, is a wheel route by, by the back, two under underneath uh, short little shallows, and then an OTB route, which is kind of a curl right where the, the side of the back comes from. Kind of clear it out. And the mesh either one, Yeah, the mesh is what we call it, the 92 right here. And you, they're kind of That's hoping that – you know, they cleared out with the running back and they either want the one coming back to that side or the over the over the route ball because the guys are coming down on the mesh routes. So or they run the eight route, which is a quick a quick person to the flats kind of cleared out. They run a corner route and then a little a little another curl right there where the defender was going either going to the flat or playing the corner route. And I think the third that we probably would see would kind of just be like a you know, our offense especially does kind of this uh they get nasty some kind of a tight alignment and they do like a speed out with a little um, outside hitch route. And so we're kind of expecting some sort of concept like that. So as soon as uh, me and Kobe see the dudes go underneath. Yeah. Just like that. All right. Well, put the little, put the guy curl over, not keep running. You know, have him curl over. Come on now. Let's get, let's get yeah. this right. The curl to the side of the running back. Uh, yeah. There's obviously, yeah. So that's, that's the 92. If you want to draw draw the eight route out of like a out of like a, a spread and plus look. 
look at us. We're, we're teaching you guys. I don't even know if you can see us, see us on uh, all platforms, but for you guys on the YouTube, they get the clips. I, uh, I guess you can see it there. So now Jaren's drawing the, the eight route for you. And these are all kind of short yardage concepts, what we're expecting. That's fine. So that's, that's kind of what it looks like. Why do you make it out of three by one anyway? That's literally a way to, it's just a way to do it. Yeah, but that's kind of like in a regular way you'd see it. Final result, that's what I mean. Yeah, Jaron, as you can tell, is kind of new to the system of defenses and, you know, seeing route concepts. I guess. That's literally like how you run it. That's that, looks fucking... more, that looks more like a clear dig. Like, it's I don't a fucking know. fucking A route, dude. That's just not. But how it, would you draw it? That's exactly I would go, I told you, I would go spread slot, gun plus. And I would do a tight split by number one. And I'd run a corner route by the tight end, a quick flare by the running back, and then a curl by number one. Come on. I thought I thought you've learned this by now. No, that looks way nicer. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you listening, it's pretty much the exact same I just drew. We had the same idea. Anyways, threes out, ones in, curl route. They also, yeah. on fourth down, a lot of teams like to move the pocket, sprint out, flood, that kind of thing. Yeah, because you know, there's, there's a lot of different tendencies for different teams, you know. Yeah, but you it's know, kind of hard to say. Most teams, most teams, like Danny said, do a very, very minuscule amount of things. Yeah, pretty well, limited. We played, in situation. The team we played, they loved the 92. So as soon as the dude ran under me and Kobe already knew exactly what, what we were seeing, and he just did a phenomenal job playing that. And, you know, second half started it off. I think they scored again, right, in the second half to start it off. Yeah, the middle eight for us, uh, which we talked about on the podcast before, you know, the yeah, first four we, minutes before halftime and the next four minutes after halftime, you know, it's kind of a staple part of the game. It has a lot to do with momentum. It has a lot to do with, you know, the outcome in most most scenarios. And uh, we actually struggled with the with the middle eight this game. You know, I think we lost it. I think they scored right before half. And then again, uh, you know, coming into the third quarter. So yeah, Usually we pride ourselves in that. Obviously very disappointed. We have to be better, but honestly, that sec that drive right before half, like those, that one pass interference was such a terrible call. Honestly, yeah, these refs are kind of. There's but, been a lot of questionable calls this year. You know, it's it's kind of just the way it is. It just kind nobody's, of nobody's <laughs> perfect. You know, I think we're we're getting close to the time where all refs are going to be robots anyway. So it's kind of what we expect, especially our last year in the Big Twelve. And honestly, I'm pretty much used to it. I feel like that's what I've always seen. So not really surprised, but still a little surprised if that makes any sense. But Second half, you know, come out there. Jaron gets Jaron gets his action in the game. Comes out right away with a big old TFL on the quarterback. Electric play. And uh, I guess, Jaron, you should walk us through that one. So that was, uh, was actually the series after my first time coming in. Uh, yeah, you know, first play of a drive. We're in a, where they get into a formation and do, uh, you know, they, they motion to empty, which is uh, for them was a heavy tendency that the Q draw was coming. And so once I saw that, I pretty much keyed in, you know, with that formation. They were in, a, it was trio or trips, you know, I think it was trips gun plus. And the, the tight, the, the running back motioned out to the boundary. And, uh, you know, obviously it was a heavy tendency of QB run. So I was pretty much dialed in on that. And the second that I saw him do this like, fake look and tuck down, I pretty much triggered. And, uh, you know, it's that just, tackled him and then uh you know me and danny we like to coordinate our celebrations so we always know, just in, in kind of a in kind of a confident way assuming that we're going to go out there and make a play right before we go out we're like all right here's, here's the spot the to go down and so uh you know we co coordinated that celebration that was that was a fun one pretty electric and, uh, and yeah well i'm gonna be honest jaron 
Last year, Jaron had, had a really bad problem with his celebrations. He would just like walk away, and it was really disappointing. I said, look, like, we got to get some swag to your game. I still kind of do. I mean, for me, it's like he's not very. When you good make a play like that, it's like that's what that's what you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. But like I, I get the point of like you know celebrating. Like I, to me, it's just kind of like I don't want to feel like I'm being cocky or anything. Like it was first down, and we were celebrating like we just won the game, and then. <laughs> The next play, they literally, you know, converted on second and 15, so. Yeah, I, that was on my I had a misfit. You know, we, we made a check. We both did. Me and Danny actually both uh, fit our gaps completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, the celebration was so cool. It, like, yeah. even now, like, it was worth it. <laughs> like, it was worth it. Um, we were yeah. so hung up on the celebration that we just both had middle errors and completely misfit the next play. So. Jaron, Jaron was still hung over from the celebration. It got to you, him. Obviously, you were, too. You were in yeah. on it. I got. I had such like a an emotional high from that celebration. Like the downfall was the next play, and I just I needed to lock in more. All right, y'all. So you know, when I was at OU, I used to get all the gear I could possibly really dream of. Man, now I had to get it just like y'all. <laughs> the good thing though is that the podcast is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. You've heard us talk about Homefield Apparel ever since the start of the season. All right, there are a lot of college apparel brands out there, but we wanted to partner with Homefield Apparel because their designs are the best out there. You got the play like a championship t-shirt, the vintage quarter zip, the roughneck shirt, and of course, the 2023 Softball World Series Championship t-shirts, baby. Be sure to go to homefieldpair.com, filter by Oklahoma, and see what we're talking about. It's imperative that you look the part on game day and Homefield Apparel will make sure you do. All right. Our listeners get an exclusive deal using the code Prairie23. Y'all know what it is. That's Prairie23. That gets you. 15% off your first order. Find what you want, add it to the cart, and use the code PRAIRIE23 for 15% off. We know you're all wearing Sooner gear, so if you're in need of a refresh, we really think you should re-up using Homefield Apparel. Their designs are super unique, and a lot of thought goes into each concept. There's really nothing else on the market like what Homefield is doing. So find them at homefieldapparel.com, and again, use the code PRAIRIE23 for 15% off. But no doubt. what else? I feel like after that drive, I think I was pretty much like done. I might have played another one more drive and I was clocked out. You know, don't want to get up too much mileage on these tires right now. Um, <laughs> but Jared, he's getting old. Yeah, but he's getting old. Well, Jared, what do you think rest of the game? How'd that, how'd that pan out for you? Getting some action in there. I'm pretty, pretty good. I mean, I, I, I came out pretty soon after uh, and then we threw in a, Connor and, and Lewis and all them let, let them get in on it and you know like we mentioned before we we got a very deep uh, linebacker room we got a bunch of guys that can play Dogs. good football and you know we've we've been experimenting with with the rotation a little bit and we're we're excited about that you know getting guys in new spots like Danny for those of you who don't know Danny plays normally he plays weak side linebacker and this last game they wanted to try him out as a as a middle linebacker and, and let Kip gets get a little more action at weak side because you know Kip Kip has earned that Kip's a great player and so we've been rotating everybody around a little bit you know giving guys opportunities to shine and uh, in different spots and whatnot and just, and just developing depth, you know, and you get like guys like Lewis Carter getting in there and get some action and, you know, getting his, his ass ripped a little bit for doing something completely wrong, but you know, it's, it it's, nice right. it's, it's all part of learning. You know, it's, that's one of the, one of the, one of the best things about it is, you know, you get, you get your ass ripped in the moment, but you know, you learn from it and you become better at the end of the day. Dude, so. Mike is, Mike is pretty tough. Not going to lie. What? Yeah. So Danny's been giving me a bunch of, a bunch of, year for not getting as many tackles as him whatnot and then he goes 
and plays Mike and he comes and, back and pretty much apologizes to me and says, dude, I, I completely oh, understand. This is 10 no, times harder than what I do. And you're, just, you're just so much, you're just a better player than me. And you're so much more, you're so much more humble and attractive and you're okay. better talking to girls. And I understand why, why playing Mike is so much more difficult. And, you know, I just have so the utmost respect for what you do, you know, but yeah, on a real note, uh, I played Mike and still have the most tackles. So what's your excuse? I only had eight, dude. Usually they have like 15. I only, I only played a half. So did I. I had almost as many. I had five. I only played like, I played like a quarter, a third of your snaps, and I'm, I had three less tackles. I mean. Yeah, but you know, on a real note, you know, middle linebacker, behind the ball linebacker, I was actually talking to Coach V about this. These are Coach V's words. He told me, he's like, you know, behind the ball, middle linebacker is one of the hardest positions to play in college football. You know, there's just, there's things going this way, this way. There's so much happening. You know, obviously, if you know where to put your eyes and, you know, you've played the game, watched a, lot of, watched a lot of film, you know, you can kind of know what to focus on. But, you know, he has a good point. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you need to see. And, you know, you got to kind of take control of the defense at the front, know what everybody else around you is doing, which, you know, most most positions should know that. But, you know, it's a little bit more stress on the on the mic backer and on the linebackers in general to know what's going on around them and uh, direct other people to do their jobs but all right you know so, moving on uh we talked a little bit struggle. about the defense yeah, uh, a little bit it's going to be kind of hard not having jay hall and b willie here because you know they're offensive mastermind and so now we're kind of working on the other side of it which we're going to struggle a little bit but we're going to give our we're going to give our very amateur we're going to give our own takes here so what we saw a lot of people have been talking trash on coach levy you know he needs some respect on his name 644 total yards <laughs> And 59 points, just some what Levy does. Honestly, we, we have, like, a super high of – like, we lead, like, the the Big 12 or something. We're first in the age for offensive efficiency. I'm I'm confused where all this, uh, you know. Maybe there's one play on a rollout, like, two weeks ago. Like, okay, I get it. But – We lead the, the Big 12 in a lot of offensive categories, which – Yeah. You know, we, we wouldn't even be talking about it if Coach V didn't kind of bring it up in the meeting two days – yesterday. Coach v loves pulling up stats, dude. Like, yeah, we don't, he's, he's, honestly – I don't. I don't like it that much. I don't like to hear how good we are. No. He loves talking numbers, man. He's just a number guy. We usually kind of when he when he talks about you know standings or statistics or where we stand. I kind of I don't tune it out, but like I just don't really. It doesn't really affect me too much because you know at the end of the day we don't we don't play to a to a stat or to a standing or where we are in the Big Twelve, whatever we. Are. And yeah. uh, you know just just kind of watching from the defensive side. Uh, one one guy that really stood out to me, obviously, other than Dylan Gabriel, which we'll get into in a second, was uh my man Drake Stoops having a freaking game. You know, he's he's he played really he played his ass off against uh, Oklahoma State as well, and uh you know he had that he had that interview that kind of kind of went a little little mini viral on on the Twitterverse. And so, you know, having a having a little him moment like that on Twitter, and then come back and having a having another badass game. You know, we we love it, and he's 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 everything that that he that he's portrayed on on uh. On the internet, you he's know, tough, hard-nosed guy. One of three people that finalists for the Burlesworth Award. Good for him. Honestly, I don't know mm-hmm. who else they would give that to. I feel like he's literally the, literally what it means to win that award. Like a dude oh, that walked onto this school, put in so much hard work. Like if you watch the movie, like you know, the greater movie, Loki sad. That, that's one of my like. I cry every time I watch it. You know, big, right. little girl that, over here. Yeah, I, I mean. It's it's a good movie, dude. It's, but that is literally what Drake, like what Drake Stoops is like. Every single day, the same person working hard, and it's great to see that finally pay off. You know, he's probably gonna make an amazing Patriots wide receiver. You know, the Bill Belichick <laughs> probably already has a scouting the report. Bill Belichick offense, man. These little white slot receivers. 
he, yeah. And uh, honestly, you see a lot of guys like that in the NFL that just do like so good. Cooper Cup could name a ton. I could be like Le- LeBron meme and like look up white NFL wide receivers. Like, oh, you have so many. Cooper oh, Cup. Uh, who's that dude from Clemson? Uh, Hunter uh, Renfro. Uh, this is Julian Edelman. You know, shout out to the, all the national wide receiver. <laughs> Just like for those of you uh, who might be, uh, you know, like Jay Hall and maybe a little older and not don't understand the joke Danny's making here. Uh, LeBron James, basketball player. He he was uh, recently kind of put on blast for an interview. Or a video he posted online where it was like National Titans Day in the NFL, and you could tell blatantly that he had to list like a Google like top ten best tight ends in the league pulled up, and he was just reading through the list. He's like, "Man, shout out my guys, Rob Gronkowski, you know Travis Kelsey." Like you could tell like, he was just you know, you reading know, a script. He was reading when he didn't say Braden Willis. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, like, that's on, crazy. Dude. He said George Kittle, but not Braden Willis. Like, that's wild. You can't you can't speak those you can't speak one of those without mentioning the other. You know, like in the same conversation. It's you know what like, I mean? It's just a duo. But all right, moving Dynamic on to offense. Guy. Obviously, Mr. Eight Tuds, Dylan Gabriel. What an electric night for him. You know, happy to see such a performance. It was awesome, electric. I remember like after his eight touchdown, I was talking to Caleb because I was like, dude, that's gotta be a record. He was like, he's like, Come on, bro. Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray played here. Like they they like there's no way. And I, I saw Gabe Iker, I was like, dude, is that a record? And then he was like, Let, let me check. And he, like, walked on the sideline, did, did some research. I was like, actually, it is a school record. Like, how, how electric is that? I mean, eight touchdowns, this is something I would do in, like, NCAA, like, my career. So, that's electric. Freaking cool. Uh, who else? Nick Anderson can't can't finish a 60-yard run, but Drake Stoops can. You know, really Nick showed. Anderson got hawked down. He just didn't put enough, uh, you know, speed training in the offseason. Yeah, you know, when, when Schmitty's when Schmitty trying to get to do speed work, Nick Anderson's just, just not having it and decides that he's going to get hawked down from behind. Well, all they're that's doing speed work next is on the jug machine. I guess that's what it is. So Yeah. Kobe's Kobe, feeding him the balls. Kobe's actually, not on the jug machine. Bring it back to the defense. We actually – Jaron got Kobe on the jugs yesterday, and Kobe dropped every single pass on the jugs right through his hands. He probably has the worst – Team. and then jaron tossed him the ball and he caught it and he was like all right that's that's my catch for the night i'm going in like we've been trying to get kobe on the jug obviously since since that happened but you know this isn't the first time we tried to get kobe on the jugs he's, and, just uh, about, he's more about hitting people than he is catching mm-hmm. football which is which is fine he plays but, with concrete in his helmet and obviously apparently he plays that. with concrete in his gloves as well because you know Again, today in practice, had another ball thrown right at him. It looked like right he was actually him. trying to spike it like it was a volleyball. So, I don't know, dude. I mean, yeah, we, we did. We tried to get him on the jugs last night. He was making, you know, every excuse he could that, you know, the lights were in his eyes or something. So, he uh, he asked me to prove that the, that the machine was actually, you know, catchable. And so, I got in there and caught a ball, and then I tossed it to him. And he caught that and, you know, took that as his catch for the night and headed in and you know, hopped in the ice tub. So, you yeah, know, one so day, far. I think. I think Kobe will, will improve his hands. Uh, you know, one one jugs machine catch at a time. Which won't be many. But anyway, hey, Drake catches his third touchdown, gets rocked by the defender. Lights turn off. Dylan's right there, the first dude over there, you know, in the dude's face. The clip cuts out. I'm not going to lie. The lights turn off. You can't see anything. If like you, you, in, player, in those five seconds where the lights are off, I'm doing everything. If, I, if I, I'm a defensive player I'm and the lights crazy. are off, I'm swinging at everything that's in front of me. Like, <laughs> Like, if, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like in in their defense, if the lights turn off, the offense is right there. I'm, I'm 
punches. I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm scratched. I'm clawing. I'm like the refs can't see. I'm about to get away with something crazy. It's so dark on the field. So it's kind of understandable what happened. But then mm-hmm. the next, the next, I think on the PAT, you just see McCage just running after the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. So I, I didn't see this when it happened in person. I I, I saw it online. Same so thing with the Dylan Gabriel video of him sprinting after him. It's just it's so hilarious. And you just see McCade run after this dude, and then the dude's like kind of running. Back and then McCade's one point like, dude, did you see that? Did you see like McCade's not chasing after this dude with with malicious intent? And then oh, yeah. obviously McCade gets uh tossed from the game. You know, our president's on the sideline like be like, Yeah, that's what's up. I appreciate you. Gives him a little fist bump. Dude, I mean he he brought he he showed what it meant to wear the unity jerseys. You know what right? I mean? Like, like that's, that's what it's all about. Like your teammate, he gets a cheap shot. They did so first of all. Like Drake said, why would you stand over somebody that just scored on you? As a defensive guy, like, if somebody just scored a touchdown on me, I'm not standing over him. Like, that's just the dumbest thing ever. But you know what? You know, it just shows what, what Unity is all about, man. They just they cheap shot him, stand over him like they did something. And, uh, you know, we're, we're such a tight-knit group. We have so much unity as our team. We love our, our brother, and we are our brother's keeper. We're going we're gonna to stand up for that. You know, and if that means getting ejected from the game for doing what's right, quote-unquote right, you know, then that's, that's just what's about to go down. So, yeah. And then know. after the game, you know, Coach V kind of addressed it. Obviously, Coach V said, look, you can't have this. You know, he said, obviously, it's not a good representation of the program. McCade had to apologize to everyone. But I think every single person in the room was like, you don't really need to apologize. I think even McCade, the tone knew he didn't really have to apologize because he's just standing up for, for Drake at the end of the day. So we mm-hmm. all still ride with our boy McCade. We Honestly, any I'd probably do the same thing in his shoes. You know, I respect it, but honestly, hey, how about those Unity jerseys for the night game? That was first off our second night game with the Unity. How that was so sick! Like being mm-hmm. a player, being a part of that electric. Yeah. Talking jerseys. about talking about when the lights go off and you can't see anything. Like when we're in all dark gray black jerseys, it's even better. Like you can't see anything. Like we, could, yeah, we feel like ninjas out there. Like we could do anything in these next five seconds when the lights are off. But it's like a Batman, dude. Like I just disappear in the darkness. It's so sick. Yeah. But yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I wish one jersey combo. I wish we could do all reds. I know we did it mm-hmm. one year against West Virginia. Why is what I don't know why West Virginia is always like let's try a new uniform team. But yeah, all reds. I thought, they did, I thought they did it against Iowa State at home and lost. And that's why we don't uh, do it anymore. It was West Virginia 2016. Oh, I got you. And they lost. Yeah, they lost. And then I guess uh, Lincoln Riley was like superstitious. So he said like no, never again. So mm-hmm. I but wish. I, I feel like if Coach V wouldn't mind, but it's just a matter of like he just doesn't care about the jersey. So if we go to a person that's all you could, guys care about, he could care a lot. Yeah. I, one it, thing, one thing I, I've known we we have used all white helmets in the past. Like I would like to see like an all white, all all white uniform. You know what I mean? Like white helmet, white jersey, that all that. The fans would go crazy. Maybe maybe in the SEC, man. Maybe we get something like that. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So moving into BYU. Jaren, what do the what do the fans need to know about BYU? Man, going down to Provo, Utah. Danny Stutzman is super scared of the time change. He's just awestruck that we have to wake up at quote unquote five a.m. It's six a.m. for us. Like, all know, right, I don't know why people it's, say it. it's not. It's still five five a.m. is five a.m. Like one hour time change is not going like, to affect you enough where it's like, oh, my body's still on six. Well, honestly, I can wake up early. As long, I'm not saying that, but I hate when people are like, bro, like it's just the same time. But it's it just not. So what you just said completely contradicts yourself. You said it's not going to be enough to change your body. That's exactly the point we're trying to make. 
it's yeah, you're, it's like, you're gonna get you're gonna get down to Utah and you just your body your your circadian rhythm your internal clock that, like, is still gonna be set to it's feeling it's like it's six a.m. It's gonna say like, five a.m. on the clock, but your body's gonna feel like that, it's six a.m. When I'm at the hotel and I look at my phone and it says eight thirty and that's when curfew is, are you gonna tell me you're gonna go to bed at eight thirty? Like I don't think like that's just possible. So like, you're just you're you're placeboed into having a time on your phone affect you when you're internal you're acting clock. Like you're not gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna do the exact same thing, but I just <laughs> you're not like. like no either one, way, I'm gonna tell no myself. One's gonna, no one's gonna I see just have eight thirty. Like, all right, I'm 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 kind of down for the night. Like, I'm like I'm gonna have to go to bed at the same time I do for a regular game, except wake up at five forty-five. No, but you're gonna feel tired enough to go to I'm bed at the same time you usually. One hour difference. First off, when it's eleven a.m. game, and I try to go to bed at nine thirty, I'm not tired to start with. I just force myself to go to bed. Yeah. So me looking at the clock and seeing eight o'clock, that's gonna be like, holy cow, it's eight o'clock right now. I'm not gonna feel like it's nine o'clock and one hour is not gonna make me like I'm exhausted now. I feel like it's nine o'clock compared to eight o'clock. You know change what I'm saying? The, change the time on your phone. That's fine. Okay, I'll change the time on my phone, but like realistically, either way, eleven AM game, you're gonna be tired regardless. I'm not I'm not saying that. Anyway, they told us they told us they were gonna change all the clocks in the hotel to represent central time, so we didn't get all freaked out. You know, there's uh we kind of talked about this in our leadership meeting. You know, Coach V brought it up this morning. There's a lot of, like, outside things that people are talking about that they think are going to affect us. You know, the, the elevation or the or the time change or being in 10 a.m. or whatever, that kind of thing. Like, at the end of the day, like, we're going to go play football. You know, it's we're not going to let these these exterior factors, you know, affect us and, and affect, you know, how we prepare and how we how we execute our game plan. And one hey, thing but, that has got brought up is the turf, the turf, their, their grass, their grass conditions. Because of the elevation, I guess the grass is very slippery in the morning. I actually talked to someone who's played there a few times. They said it's actually more slippery at night for some reason. In the morning, they said it's not that bad, but we are all getting like these new, like it's basically um, detachable spikes. So it is just like, it's just like extensions to our cleats. So like we have, we have our normal cleats and these cleats are basically just, the bottom of the cleat extended a little bit longer. Help us they're like just a, more uncomfortable, I guess, or less comfortable for the feet, but better grip. So everyone's having to break those cleats in, which is it is what it is. If we have better grip, and supposedly not even all their players at BYU have it, so it could be an advantage for us. So it is what it is. You know, if the cleats help, the cleats help. If not, they don't. We're still going to do what we do. But yeah, BYU that's been another good. external factor that apparently people are going to think is going to affect us is that the field is quote unquote slippery. I mean, you see it on film. You know, we've seen it a couple of times where guys are are just having these these moments where they kind of slip for no reason. And you know that we're we're, we're not thinking that's going to be a factor. We'll probably won't be focused on it or anything. Well, I mean, I'm, anyway. sure, I'm, hey, but I'm sure these cleats will help out with the of like the Oklahoma State guys, where I guess there was a clip of them talking. They're like. Or something. They're saying they didn't have their rain gear or something like that. Like they weren't ready to play because it was raining outside. Like that's yeah. the craziest thing I've ever heard. Playing in the rain does stink though. But yeah, <laughs> like that Kansas game, move man, it was brutal. Especially when I got hurt, just be on the sideline. It was like freezing cold. cold. Rain is cold. Rainy. I'm just being on cold. Is, being cold is one thing, guys. Being wet and cold. Think about that. Being wet, cold, and hurt, and then on the sideline where you can't play to get warm. So, and you don't want to be the dude that just buy the heater warming up. So you're just you're like, I'm just gonna thug this one out like freezing. <laughs> that was a that was a big deal that got brought up about last year. How West Virginia there was a bunch of we we got guys as Schmidt would say we got guys huddled over by the heater like a bunch of. I'm sure you can I'm sure you can blur that out. But those were the those were his exact words. And so 
Every time, every time I thought about standing in the front of the heater, all I heard was Schmitty in the back of my mind talking about, we got a bunch of guys standing in front of the heater. Well, we got a football game going on. We, we got to go out there and, and kill guys. We got guys standing in front of the heater trying to warm their toes up. It's like, we, I got to be a tough guy right now. Dude, those heaters are hot. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll burn your hair off. Oh, my dude, hair was cool. burn. I would the sneak cool over. Thing is like, I can just burn my hair off. <laughs> it the cool stinking. thing is, like, it was, it was raining and sprinkling. Like, the second it hit, it just evaporated. Yeah, it was cool. super cool to see. But uh, yeah. honestly, I feel like we covered everything, Jaron, right? You got any shout outs? I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, actually, I don't know if you've, for you viewers, if you've noticed the the sick polo t-shirts we have on, you know, shout out to our teammate, Reddy. Shout out Double Team, Reddy's brand. Go support him. Also support Danny Stutzman merch at opolis.com, opolisclothing.com. You know, buy it. Don't, can still buy your shirt. It's not too late, you know. But I mean, if you want to buy Reddy's shirt too, I mean, it's not, not a bad idea either. You know, money as, goes- as a consumer of both shirts, I'll give my honest opinion. This shirt, is, probably, this shirt's probably way better than the Danny Stutzman T-shirt. Is, Danny yeah, Stutzman T-shirt's a little overrated, overused, overhyped, in my opinion. This is a great, you know, breathable. You could use it for golf. You could you could go to church. You could wear it anywhere, really. Anywhere. It's a great. It's a great shirt. Yeah. You know this this this, Alex, this. Our producer has bought one of my shirts. It looks freaking clean. It looks cheap, no. you know, not very well made, mass Max, produced. No, back. no, those shirts are no, no. such. I will, I will, I will be honest. Danny Sutton t-shirts are very high quality. I saw a lot yeah. of them in the stands, you know, on Saturday, and you know, I'm I'm really happy for. Yeah, hey, for shout Danny. out everyone that bought my jersey, bought my uh my shirt, and then shout out everyone that wore it to the game. Appreciate you. And actually, I just brought up jerseys. I feel like the jerseys fanatic deal is the biggest scam in 2022. I don't think I've seen a dime from that. I don't, think, I don't think I've seen a dime. First off, and they're so expensive. Buy a knockoff from China. This is please, right please buy I any type not, of knockoff jersey. I cannot um, care less about the two dollars I make off a hundred forty dollars jersey. I'd rather you buy a jersey from China for like twenty forty bucks. I don't yeah, know if I'm, we're. I don't know if we're legally allowed to say that you shouldn't support fanatics. If they can sue me. I don't care. Like uh, maybe don't. I, mean, sue me, I just. I think I don't. I should not have signed off on that. Honestly, I don't think I've seen anything from that. And I, I remember bringing it up to Coach V like like last year. He's like, maybe maybe sell some more jerseys. I'm like, I know. Yeah, he's like, at least one person has bought my jersey, and I have not seen a penny. But yeah, and let me stop it. Let me stop here before I keep going. You know, get myself before I get a lawsuit on my hands. Before I get sued by fanatics and just have to move out <laughs> playing college football because I signed my life away. Dude, the funniest part about this Danny Stutzman jersey is like, every every once in a while we'll get like mention i'll get him i'll get mentioned on twitter like something that having to do with the shirt and all the comments are like these just like knockoffs like here's the original link here's that's like all these knockoffs to the same shirt and i actually had uh this one girl was she sent me a picture of a screenshot on pinterest and it was like danny's quote on a pinterest t-shirt and it's just like they're just taking this they're taking this thing and running with it and it's just it's super funny to no me. no finish finish what the shirt said huh the shirt finish what it said the pinterest shirt yeah. It just said your quote. No, no, what do you mean? A, it had a who said it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I oh I, I was kinda had a brain fart there. So the funny part about this shirt actually, it said it said Danny's quote and then below it it said who quoted it and it was Oklahoma Sooner legend Danny Stutzman. And so the whole rest of the day, uh I was making jokes that I was in the presence of a living legend. I, I will probably be forgotten. I feel like all good players get forgotten in Oklahoma history. Like, there's so many great linebackers that, are like, you know, That's their name their name just dies out. Like, how many fans really know like 
Travis Lewis or guys like you know Lance Mitchell, or like Rufus Alexander. Not many fans. Like, why are you? Like, why are you dissing hey, them, bro? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I just said they're amazing players. Like Travis Lewis has like 400 career tackles. That's insane. But not every fan that Oklahoma fan just knows like knows about him. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think that quote will be forgotten anytime soon. That is one thing I will probably be forgotten. But that quote definitely will not be forgotten, which is kind of cool. But if it is, it is. I'm immortalized. Immortalized, immortalized. I don't care if my career goes is like forgotten, but as long as the quote is, stays the same. But yeah, I think that's kind of the end of the show. You know, nice little little show here on a Tuesday night. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate talking to you, Jaron. Appreciate you being here, Alex. Sorry, Jay Hall. Sorry, B. Willie. Hope you played amazing in your game. Sorry, couldn't watch it if you played. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was a solid show. You know, thank you guys for joining us, to our viewers, to our listeners. You know, I hope you guys are having the best time of your lives listening to our podcast. Uh, you know, I hope this made your day better. And uh, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Jared Kennett signing out. Danny, peace. Over and out. Ten four. Over. Oh,